We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. about Thanksgiving, you think about family, right? Most of you were already thinking about food. Food. On the count of three, I want you to think about this. You, your favorite food at Christmas, one dish, your favorite meal, your favorite dish at Christmas, I mean Thanksgiving, I want you to think about it. On the count of three, I want you to yell it out. You ready? One, two, three. <laughs> We're all in unity today. I've been hearing people around in Oklahoma talk about this thing called chicken and noodles for Thanksgiving. People are crazy. You do not eat chicken and noodles for Thanksgiving, but in Oklahoma you do. And I was told you put it over mashed potatoes. Have y'all not been listening to anything I've been preaching? You're taking starches and putting carbs. It's just, it's going to be really, you're going to need to really, uh, the church is going to grow this week. When I think about Thanksgiving in our home, I think about one dish, and it's sweet potato casserole. There's a lot of ways to make it. And so today, I'm going to have Miss Sandy's going to come. She's going to help me, and today we're going to prepare for you our famous, her famous, sweet potato casserole. Now, our family, our family has grown. When we got married, there was just two of us. Through the years, God has blessed us. Now there's eight of us. We used to be able to just make it on one sweet potato casserole, and now we need two. So she's going to make one for the first time ever. I'm going to make one. And so we're going to then, later on in the service, you're going to get to eat them. Okay? Is that going to be awesome? Are ready for this? Okay, you see me? Are we about ready to go? All right, here we go. So what do we need to do to make this uh, sweet potato casserole? First, you have to have three cups. Three cups. Mashed. Mashed. Sweet potatoes. Okay, uh... Yesterday when I was at the store, I got distracted by some church people. I saw a lot of people there. I picked up these cans. I thought they were sweet potatoes, but they're pumpkin. I think it'll be all right. Don't you think it'll be all right? I, I just, it was just, I got distracted. Was, you know me, I'm, I never really talked that much. And so when I was there at the grocery store, uh, I met Mary Ann was at the store yesterday. Remember Mary Ann saw you distracted me. That's okay. And, uh, they look the same. They'd be all right. It's just, it's y'all stuff. It's all good. It's all good, right? They put some that in there. And how much are you? Three cups. Three cups. While you measure. While you measure. Oh, I think it'd be all right. I think two cans would be about the same thing. <laughs> See, in Mississippi, we learn how to cook a little different than they do in the, and so, uh, so, uh, what? <laughs> I'm going to pray over this can opener and, uh, what are, okay, I'm, I'm 
I'm getting my three cups of, of uh, sweet potatoes. Distributed. 
Put it all in there evenly. Lock it in. Hey, remember the time I yelled at by the Irish chef? Yes. What's the matter? Stinks. Stinks. That's that lemon zest. <laughs> Zestfully clean. We were in Fort Pierce, remember that? Yes. And I went to that restaurant and I got yelled at by the Iron Chef because yes. they were shooting the show and I didn't know about it. That guy's a new. For topping. We got topping. We just did a bunch of marshmallows. No, no, no. Yours has pecan topping. That's awesome. Okay. Herbs. It's the same stuff. All right, here we go. All right. Okay, you're going to Oh, the cell. I got, I, you know, I just, this flower's fine, right? I got, got some uh, all purpose flour. Same thing. How much? One third cup. Yeah. One third Look at mine. Look at hers. They look identical. All right. 
We've got some assistants that are going to go put them in the ovens. And when church is through, we're going to eat these sweet potato casseroles. And they're going to be awesome. Let's give it up for Miss Sandy. She's smells so good. <laughs> so, Thanksgiving, right? Wonderful, wonderful time of the year. I know a lot of you around here have a favorite uh, lady who cooks by the name of Reed Drummond. You like her, don't you? Oh, such good food. I like Paula Dean because she uses a lot of butter and fries everything. Thanksgiving. So, Sandy has her method. I have mine. I have to ask the question, who really measures things? Anybody here, you really measure stuff in the kitchen? You really, you go by the recipe? See, my mom growing up, I never saw recipes. You had a pinch of this. The tea, she showed me the teaspoon is this, tablespoon is this. You don't need all the fancy KitchenAid appliances. You really don't need all of these measuring cups. You just, you just kind of go with it, right? Who really measures anything? But then I got into the Word of God and I realized, wait a minute, I'm wrong. Because God is really into measuring things. If you have your Bibles... Turn to Isaiah 40, verse 12. It says this. Who measured the waters in the hollow of his hand. See, he does the same thing I did. He put the water in there and goes, yeah. In the hollow of his hand or with the breadth of his hand marked off the heavens. Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in a balance? You see, God takes all the things of this earth and he weighs them in his hands. He, he measures heaven with the breadth of his hand. God is really into measuring things. Whenever you're cooking, it's really good to measure stuff, right? When it says a half a cup or a teaspoon, those things are important. Why? Because there is a plan to go by to get a desired result. God loves measuring. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 says, We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with someone who condemn, who commend themselves, when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. I mean, you look pretty good when you compare yourself to yourself, don't you? You're doing all right whenever you say, hey, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that bad. But when you start looking at other people, sometimes, sometimes, hey, you know, we, we do the same thing. We go this, well, I'm not as bad as he is or... I'm not doing as bad as she is. And, but we don't compare ourselves to each other or to ourselves, do we? No. We compare ourselves to the Word of God. Amen. God has given us a plan to live by. A recipe book. He's saying if you abide by these measurements in your life, it will provide and produce a product that is a sweet, sweet taste in my mouth. But if we don't, but pastor, I look the same. Wow. Measuring really doesn't matter that much. What about this? Luke 6.38. 
Give and it will be given to you. A good what? Measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. Will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. What? Are you telling me that God looks at the way I measure things? And he says the same way you measure, I'm going to measure back to you. Yeah. Especially when it comes to our finances. Because you see, God has a real problem measuring. We have a problem measuring sometimes, don't we? Well, I know I got this check, but that's, you know, uh, we, we got to understand that, that, uh, that the taxes are taken out of this. And so, you know, I'm sure God will understand, you know, whatever he understands that I'm having to use his money on my stuff. Would you understand if I used your money on my stuff? No. We get back. I love it because... My wife said you need to have a packed deal of brown sugar. Pack it in there real tight, you know. Don't you love it when God gets ready to bless you and he packs it in real tight where there's not any space left? I mean, it's pressed down, shaking together. Oh, then I'm not going to scrape the top. I'm going to let it run over into your life because you've measured generously to me. I'm going to measure generously to you. But then some of us walk around and go, well, I gave, but God didn't do anything for me. Did you give with the right measuring? See, God's really into measuring. Do people really measure? They do. I found out that real chefs measure. Real chefs take very stringent activity into measuring everything out just right. I have found that no two people measure the same, though. If you give somebody a tape measure and ask two people to measure something, they're going to come back with different measurements. We read the things that we measure differently. And God has a lot to say about that. So you may ask me, well, Pastor, what does all this really matter? Well, look at Proverbs 11.1. 1. The Lord detests dishonest scales. <laughs> you see, God's in. Because Miss Sandy said you need to weigh out 24 ounces, three cups of sweet potatoes. I didn't really measure. I just looked at it. So it's about the same. It's close enough. In the Old Testament, they had those vendors and those men of merchants who would kind of tip the scales in their thing. God detests dishonest scales. But accurate weights find favor with God. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 10 says, Differing weights and differing measures, the Lord detests them both. Did you know that God weighs and measures our lives? That God weighs and measures everything about us? Everything. God is concerned about the weight and the measurement of every part of our lives. God even weighs things that have no weight to us. But God weighs things that are intangible. Look at this. We find in Proverbs chapter 16 verse 2. God says. All a person's ways seem pure to them. But motives. What? Motives are weighed by the Lord. You mean just because I do it. Doesn't mean it all has the same weight. No. What's your motive? He weighs a motive. Look at Proverbs 21 2. 
A person may think their own ways are right, but the Lord weighs the heart. What kind of heart do you have? What's your motive? God's weighing all these things. Oh, when I'm up here with Miss Sandy, she's got all these scales and all these measurements and all these different kinds of little cups that are different sizes. I'm like, what's the real? Hey, God is concerned about the measure and the weight of everything. How many of you want honest scales when you step on them? I don't. No, I don't. I want dishonest scales. They now talk to you. I step on it, it goes one at a time, please. I, I don't like honest scales, but God does. Luke chapter 21, verse 34. Be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and anxieties of life. And that day will close on you suddenly... Like a trap. Be careful how much your heart weighs. Because it can get weighed down with carousing. What? The Bible talks about this stuff. But pastor, God's really not that concerned about, oh, he's concerned about your carousings. He's concerned about your drunkenness. He's concerned about how you handle anxieties of life. Daniel 5, 27. You have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. That's a horrible moment, isn't it? Horrible moment when all of a sudden, listen, our lives, when we stand before God, we're going to be put on the scales. And they're going to be honest scales. They're not going to be scales where we're comparing ourselves with ourselves. We're comparing ourselves to others. But we are now being compared to the Word of God. And it's an honest scale. Are you going to be found in balance or wanting? Are you going to be found weighed down by the things of life? Are you going to say, you know what? I took those weights and measures and I carried them to God and I laid him at his feet. Because he said, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And so I live a life with a light heart today. Because I know that all is well with my Savior. I know that all is well with my God. That if He were to come back today, all is well. I want honest scales. I want God to look at the motives of my heart, the thoughts of my heart, my deeds. So people really do measure. So does God. But then the question may be, well, why do I have to? Because measuring and weighing affect the outcome of your eternal life. When we were up here, she was measuring and being all tedious and being all exact. And I went, ah, it'll be all right. It's not that big of a deal. A third of a cup, a fourth of a cup. Pie nuts, pecans, not that big a deal. They're both nuts. Baking soda, baking powder, they're both baking stuff. They are white. Brown sugar, confection sugar. All. What does it really matter? <laughs> Going to church, reading your Bible. I don't have to really do all that. Praying, I really don't have to do all that. Giving up your tithe, I don't have to do all that. Because you see, Pastor, uh, it really doesn't really matter in the big scheme of things. All that matters. Yeah. You see, we give God all kinds of reasonings for us not going by His weights and His measurements. But the Bible says that we're all going to be found in the scales one day. And God's scales are on His scales. But pastor, 
Pastor, I look the same as everybody. Wow. When will I know? When will I know that what I've done is right and what I've done is wrong? Well, I'll tell you when you know. Whenever the casseroles are done. And so, Miss Sandy, if you would, please come back. I believe our casseroles have had time to cook. They're going to bring them out. And today we're going to serve these up. And we're going to give them to you. Because I want you to join in my Thanksgiving special dish dinner that I have prepared just for you. And Miss Sandy has prepared it. They're awesome. They look the same. They've cooked in the oven the same. And so this morning we're gonna we're gonna dish them up. And so uh So, anybody want some casserole? <laughs> Wait, what, there's hands going up everywhere. Now, you, now, what you don't know is she might have mine. No, I have mine. We don't know. <laughs> you don't know. A chef knows. A chef knows. Anybody want mine? Good job. God bless you, brother. <laughs> Have a prayer over Tony right now. <laughs> Father, you said that if we eat or drink any harmful thing. <laughs> I want you to be honest. Okay? Bye. Be honest. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Anybody taking a bite of Miss Sandy's casserole? Is it good? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. It looks the same. Same stuff. It's all good. It's all good. All in. Hallelujah. Here we go. He's kind of nervous.
Have you been measuring it out and weighing it carefully? Because everything in your life you need to weigh and measure. How will this affect my eternal soul? We've got people today who are measuring and weighing things out and putting it It'll be okay, Pastor. It didn't bother me today. I got away with it. It'll be all right. But yeah, come 10 years, 15 years, 30 years down the road, how is it going to destroy your witness? How is it going to destroy your life? I'm telling you, there's an old saying that they say, the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. You know what that means? All the pudding looks alike until you taste it. We can all look alike, but when we stand in the face of God, we're not all going to be the same. They say, but Pastor, God is a God of grace and mercy. Yes, He is right now. God of grace and mercy, abundant grace and abundant mercy. But the Bible says there's coming a day when He's going to put on a robe of a judge. And God has honest scales. He detests dishonest scales. Now listen, I love you. It's Thanksgiving. And I want you to have a great Thanksgiving. But I want you to hear this. God is detesting when we do not measure out His money back to Him. Listen to me. It's about the end of the year. We've got time to make up. We should have about four times what this church gives. Maybe five, five or six times. So I'm getting right up in your heart because I don't want to, I don't want to look on the outside anymore. Let's look deep inside here. How do we measure out? Are we generous? Are we like, well, you know, we got Thanksgiving, we got plans, we got Christmas, all the kids want the LOL stuff, and I can assess so expensive. You know how much a hatchet will cost, Pastor? Yes, I do, but do you know what it costs when you stand before God? You know what it costs when you stand before God and you're not praying? You're not reading your words? You're not faithful to church? You're not helping out a brother or sister? You're not living up to the Word of God? You're not letting God live through you? You're being more consumed with yourself than you are consuming God? God says, I am a consuming fire. He wants to consume us and burn up all of us. John said, I must decrease that Christ may increase in us. And see, we're consuming. We're, we're, we're taking God's word and we're changing it around to our own benefits and our conveniences. Well, it's easier if I just plop it in there and it's eh, pumpkin, sweet potato. Uh, Tony, it makes a difference, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I got an amen right here, man. I got a guy who's going to amen me hard for the next few minutes. Because he's experienced it. 1 Samuel 16, 7. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. See, what's, uh, what's important is the heart. The Bible says on the night that Jesus was to be betrayed, they got together and had supper. I've had people arguing with me for weeks. Pastor, it is breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I stand upon the word of God today. Jesus did not have the last dinner. He had the last supper. It wasn't the last brunch. It was the last supper. And Jesus was looking on the inside of all these disciples and he said, hey, there's one of you here who has already done something on the inside. 
You've already weighed out what it cost. You've measured out that 30 pieces of silver has more weight and more value than I do. And Jesus was looking on the inside. How many of us today, we sit here, listen, I, I just want you to be, take a moment and think about this. Because I talked about reality and how we are looking after things that are in the temporary instead of the eternal last week. But today I want us to look at the things that are eternal. Say, wait a minute, how am I doing? If God wants to taste of my life, look on the inside, which he's doing right now. What does he see? What does he know? If he were to stand where pastors at today and say, a lot of you in here have received me as Lord and Savior. A lot of you love me. But there are some of you who don't. There are some of you who are at odds with me. There are some of you that we are not friends. There are some of you that are not doing what I've asked you to do. I love you with all my heart. Jesus loved Jews. But he saw inside what he had already done. And today, I mean, these look pretty good. But one of these is Delicious. One of these is detrimental to your health. <laughs> <laughs> and today, I've got something so good for you. Good news. And oh, it tastes so good. To get your heart right with God. The weight comes off your shoulders. Hallelujah. The, the worries, anxieties of life you carry and you cast them at his feet and they come off. Would you stand with me today? Nobody leaving. This is the most important part of the service. Jesus was at the Last Supper. He saw the heart of one disciple. He had one disciple that he wanted to wash his feet. And Simon Peter jumped up and said, You're not washing my feet. Not me. And Jesus said, If I don't wash your feet, then you will not have any eternity with me. And Simon Peter, always looking on the outward, right? He said, Wash my whole body then. <laughs> Jesus goes, no, wait a minute. If you've already washed your body and all you've done is walk and travel, the only thing that's dirty is your feet. So let's get your feet cleaned up. Today, I want us to get clean. I want us to have the greatest Thanksgiving ever. Message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.